Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Gamers Podcast, episode number three. I am your host, Pedro, and with me are my two other wonderful hosts, Manny and James. How are you guys? Doing good. How are you? I am well. I'm doing good. Doing good. <laughs> happy to be here with you guys. All right, all right, all right. Hey, happy to hear that. I am happy to be here with you guys, too. Now, um, before we proceed... Um, in the last podcast, we mentioned that we were going to have a special guest. However, uh, due to time constraints and unforeseen circumstances, our guest was not able to join us for that. So we apologize. Now that we have cleared that out, do you guys know, want to know what we're going to talk about today? Yeah. Yeah? What are we What are we talking about? Okay. Yeah. So we are going to start with Bungie's new Vidoc on the Witch Queen, uh, Witch Queen expansion. And then we're going to go into the uh, news of Sony acquiring Bungie. And then Sony announced a new VR uh, headset. And then Sony um, had some unfortunate news in regards to um, losing billions worth of value uh, due to its competition with Microsoft and because of the chip uh, shortage that's going on right now. And then we're going to conclude with the top stream games for each platform. I'm pretty sure we have a lot to say for some of these topics. So shall we get started? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so let's do it. the moment we've all been <laughs> waiting for. This came out today. Bungie's new Vidoc on the Witch Queen expansion. Did you guys see this? Oh my gosh, yes. Oh man. Oh yeah. All right, James. Give it to us, man. What did you like about this? Like what what was it that you watched that you were like, oh my god, this I can't wait. I just cannot wait. Tell us. Well, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos on it. Basically, I did um, YouTubers' reactions to the uh, you know, Witch Queen information. Uh, basically, their reaction to the TWAB. And then their breakdown, like slow breakdown of each trailer. So I'm sort of like not – I'm like caught up on it. So I'm not too surprised with a lot of things. I think what I loved most about the Vidoc was it confirmed a few things and sort of set the tone. You know, a lot of the content creators were talking about how there's sort of, you know, the the, the hive world that we're going to, mm-hmm. um, Sabathun's throne world or whatever. Yeah. It sort of has this traditional hive setting, but then it has like a beauty, like an area that's really beautiful and bright and it's green and it, it's very different. And they explain in the Vidoc what that, what was actually happening. They sort of confirm what everyone was thinking. Um, they talked about each of the weapons, the um, glaives, what they're called, the the new melee weapons we're going to get, mm-hmm. and uh, weapon uh, 3.0. I don't know if that's what we're calling it, but the weapon crafting. They talked about that. I love that. Um, I don't know. I just love to hear the excitement in the employees' voices yeah. as they're telling what they know about, the, you know, what they want to reveal in the Vidoc. They're talking about how how they want um, Savathun to move and how they want her to, uh, you know, how to be perceived as. Um, I talked about how they want us to react to seeing Hive Guardians, like how that they want that impression to go across. And it was, I don't know, I just, I love seeing the passion. I know it's a hype Vidoc. It's, mm-hmm. it's all about hype. Of course. And they're good at it, but I still love seeing the the reaction of the creators and stuff. Yeah, Manny, give it to us. Tell us. Boy, 3.0. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm 
super excited about this. I love using the Boyd subclass. Um, I'm so looking forward to this revamping of the Void subclass, and this is actually going to be the first step into um, revamping the other subclasses, yeah. which is Solar and Arc. Um, cannot wait to see how to use that little black hole thing that you can throw, like a grenade or something, yeah. that slowly starts killing the enemies. Um, it's just, oh gosh. And um, just the hype for this DLC. Oh my god, it's, ugh, it's I love it. Right, <laughs> it is. Um, I know you had said earlier that you didn't really want to play D two until the, the DX DLC comes out, which I can understand that. Um, there's not much else to go on in the game mm -hmm. right now until the twenty second, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm just excited. I really am excited just to see what all else there is. I'm pretty sure they, they kept some stuff, you know, kind of hush-hush until it gets released. But, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, me neither. Um, to kind of include everything, well, for everything you guys mentioned, you know, I was excited about that. Watching the Vidoc, it was really interesting. Uh, you see one of the senior creators for Bungie and I guess they showed him doing kind of like the movement that Savathun does in the game oh yeah and I thought that was really cool you know and that I was. think that that's something we don't really think about sometimes because we are so I think absorbed in regards to listening to um the who, like knowing who the voice actors are and mm. um, like I think the other day when we were hearing Osiris and you were like, wait a minute, isn't that the guy from Resident Evil? You know, but <laughs> then seeing this video and seeing actually like seeing this guy that was doing the movements and that's what Sabathun's movements are based off of. I really thought that was cool. And like James said, hearing the excitement um, out of the the people that are you know working on this expansion and there were some parts where I was kind of like, yeah, um, especially when they were like, oh, this is probably like one of the biggest expansions we have been working on. And it kind of made me think of some of the other expansions, because I think when uh, D2 first came out, I paid for I pre-ordered it. And then there were like some expansions that were going to come out with it that you could um, get. And they were just very kind of bare bone expansions, kind of. Of Osiris. Yeah, oh exactly that one. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you, like you goddamn right. This better be, you know, one of your best and biggest expansions so far, you know, especially, you know, if I'm, I'm paying 40 bucks for this thing. I'm kind of surprised <laughs> with with sort of that tone that they're taking because they had sort of with, with Beyond Light, they had set our expectations saying, hey, this is not going to be as big as Forsaken. And in fact, we may not see something as large as Forsaken, you know, ever because we had help from other studios at that time with Activision. Yeah. And I mean, here they are almost a 180, right? They, they were talking about vaulting our weapons in Beyond Light. Um, we were getting a new subclass, but there wasn't like, it was very OP, which it'll probably be again, mm -hmm. but, um, we are getting just a buttload of weapons, whether they're getting new mods added to old weapons um, or just crafting. Like, holy cow. 
Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for the weapons crafting. I was talking about this with one of my students. I think it was yesterday or the day before. And one of the things that I remember doing a lot of in the beginning, and then I stopped because I stopped playing Destiny for a long time. But it reminded me a lot of um, Blaze, who did the dungeon. I don't know how many times because he kept trying to get a particular gun to drop. Right. Yeah. And he did the dungeon. I don't know how many times until he got the gun. However, he didn't get the rolls he wanted on it. So that means that he had to redo it again. And so with weapons crafting, what I'm looking forward to is you being able to get the rolls Right. And then finally be able to build a gun that you want and you can have your auto rifle and your scout rifle and, you know, all these different uh, weapons for each specific event, whether it's for PvP. And then within PvP, are you doing Crucible? Are you doing Iron Banner? Are you doing Trials? And then PvE, are you doing a dungeon? Are you doing a raid? Are you doing a strike? And so I'm really looking forward to this whole weapons crafting and how much we are going to get out of utilizing that. Now, um, from my interpretation, are they basically taking RNG out of it? Because it looks like you can go do your PVP stuff and level up your weapon or get materials from that to level up your weapon in a certain way. And you know, you're going to get these perks or, or whatever. There's, is, is that my understanding? Am I correct on that? What's a linear path? I'm actually not sure. Manny, by any chance, do you know anything about that? Uh, no, I'm not sure either, actually. Huh. That may be something we will talk about for the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome to, I think it's fine to have a mix of a bunch of weapons with new perks that sort of are RNG-based. And then have your crafted weapons be the ones that are going to stick with you. Yeah. That are going to level up as you use them. And you know, once I get to this level, I'll get these perks. And then I can roll, re-roll those, mm -hmm. you know, as you go. Um, also, uh, did we all play Des uh, Division 2? Because I'm pretty yeah. sure they're using Division 2 style re where you can um, rework craft. your weapon. You know, select, yeah, recraft. Yeah. It's select what perks you want and then all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I played the the hell out of Division One and then more than Division Two, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then Division <laughs> Two I think I got it when it was on sale. I played it for a bit. I think I even streamed it. I liked it. But I don't know. I just didn't stick with it. I kinda went through this phase where i just really wasn't able to figure out what to play all i would end up doing is just playing uh fortnite and anyways i know that goes yeah but to kind of add to that because manny had mentioned how i had said earlier that i didn't want to play destiny 2 until the new expansion came, uh, comes out so the way i see this in my head because you know doing all of these um bounties and, you know, just grinding it out, um, doing Gambit. And I think I mentioned this to Manny last time. We hardly ever do strikes. 
But anyways, it's, you know, doing the grind and I'm thinking, what's the point in my head? Okay. That's what's the point of going through all of this. And then once the expansion comes out, like what if they actually add more changes to it? And it's kind of like, oh, all the grinding out you did leading up to it. It's kind of like, well, you know, it's we're revamping it. We're rechanging it. And so I just want to I just want to wait until the new expansion comes out and see all the changes they've made and, you know, just kind of spare myself from any possible heartbreak. You know, if it's like you grinded it all out and then whoops. I don't know. This is the way I see it. Uh, for me, uh, I want to take this time to get my uh, FOMO, my fear of missing out. I just want to get it out of my system. So Escape from Tarkov has always uh, interested me. Mm-hmm. And I purchased the game a lot, a long time ago. So I'm diving into that and I'm just kind of just being brave in the game. If I lose all my stuff, I lose all my stuff, whatever. Um, Halo will always be there. I'll always, you know, spice in a little bit of Halo when I play Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. And pretty much other games I I haven't been drawn to. Um, so that's kind of nice right now that I'm not drawn to any other grindy games. Yeah. And next week I'll be diving right back into Destiny. I'm probably gonna do a lot of the the new public event, the new um what's that called where we go into the different uh puzzles and stuff with the uh with the uh drifter and not drifter. Zer? Zer, yeah, yeah. Um, we go into his event. Dares of Eternity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dares, so Dares of Eternity. So we're going to do a bunch of Dares of Eternity, mm-hmm. kind of grind Beach that stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's going to be the build crafting that will always bring me back. You know, trying yeah. to do this with my character, do that, see what kind of new ways I can destroy the enemy. And even if they do change it, um, I think I'll be okay with that. Because... You can, you know, that's the fun about build crafting. Yeah. You know, very creative at Destiny 2. Yeah. Well, shall we transition to the next topic, which is still Bungie related? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Okay. So for anybody else that didn't hear about this, so Sony is acquiring Bungie, and this is the same studio that made Halo. Okay, and obviously Destiny for $3.6 billion. Now, some people are seeing this as a response to Microsoft's acquisition of Activision and Blizzard. Um, However, one of the things that was unique about Bungie's, you know, going over to or Bungie going over to Sony is that Bungie is still going to keep its independence. And apparently uh, Sony is looking into um, possibly making movies or anything um, media related uh, content in the future with, you know, under the name of uh, Destiny. And I would like to know what you guys thought about this announcement. Manny, go ahead. I just feel like it's Sony's way of going like, ha, Microsoft, I got this studio. Now what you going to get? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of had thought that Microsoft was eventually going to get Bungie, but I mean, 
Sony was forced to get at least the remaining few little game industries that are out there. Yeah. Um, next, I'm guessing, would be EA, but we'll see about what, what goes on with them. But um, I don't know. I I just hope that PlayStation doesn't make anything really exclusive, which I know sometimes they, they have done that in the past. They make certain stuff exclusive only for PS gamers. Yeah. I just hope that they don't try to do that with Destiny. I would understand that maybe like certain things, like certain, uh, I don't know, shaders or certain um, ghosts or emotes or whatever, maybe something like that, or maybe like uh, certain weapons or something or or an ornament for the weapon. Maybe they'll make something like that exclusive. Yeah. But hopefully nothing else. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how Sony plays that out. I know with Microsoft acquiring Activision, they've already said that they're not going to make like Call of Duty um, An exclusive. exclusive only for yeah for Xbox. So hopefully Sony doesn't you know they play nice yeah. and do exactly what Microsoft is going to do to not make it just exclusive for PS. But we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um... Because I think that's what did end up happening when um, Bungie was under Activision. They had timed mm-hmm. exclusives for yeah. um, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. at first, I mean, I really, because again, I was out of the Destiny scene for a while. But I do remember always seeing on whenever they would announce some kind of expansion or DLC or anything, um there was like the fine print that would say, you know, oh, this would be, will be available on uh, Xbox um, a year from the release date or something like that. And mm-hmm. so I kind of think that is going to end up happening. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, I really don't think that they're going to make Destiny a console exclusive. But I'm pretty sure just like Microsoft's um, any future games that are going to come out, they might be exclusive. And I think that's probably what it's going to end up happening in whatever future projects Bungie has. Some of those probably might be exclusives. Yeah. James? From the get-go, from, from the first announcement, I thought it was a joke. I went and found <laughs> every post that I could find, every official post, Bungie's and Sony's. And I was like, no. Don't do this. You better not freaking make things exclusive. This is backwards. This is, I don't trust Sony. I was, you can go on there. I'm, you know, Asian looks are all over the social media. It's, I am not ashamed of what I said and I will not delete it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> uh, going, you know, kind of as, as time uh, grew and obviously Bungie knew that they had a frequently asked uh, questions thing. And they said, Destiny 2 will be the, you know, Destiny 2 for the, will be the same for everyone on any platform. Yeah. Um, and I know they had said some things like Witch Queen specific, but I believe they had, you know, kind of blanketed the statement again by saying they're, you know, Destiny 2 will remain um, the uh-huh. same for everybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had what Hawk Moon was a weapon that was, was exclusive. So I can see 
them sticking to the word because they're very, very, we're very centralized now Mm -hmm. with cross save, cross play. So if they were to make things exclusive, not only would it it be kind of not cool for us, it'd be work for them because they'd have to, you know, oh, this gun is messing up only on PlayStation and they'd have to, they'd have to troubleshoot different things and stuff. It would just add more work, you know? Yeah. Um, and from probably our first episode on this podcast, everyone's probably kind of gotten the vibe that we are kind of Xbox uh, <laughs> fan people, I guess you would say. Yeah. So one thing that I- won me over on this one is, let's see here. This is from IG in India, um, this article here. It says Sony is reportedly going to pay $1.2 billion to retain Bungie employees. Um. We know that they bought them for three point six billion, but it looks like here they're um, adding that, more. Well, a, more a part of a part of that three point six um, includes the one point two billion or approximately one third, which will solely be used to defer uh, deferred payments to employee shareholders. Huh. And I think that's that's pretty cool. That part of that acquisition is going to help some of these employees that are there that, that have stock in the company, um, which I don't know how many, like, I don't know how, how many or how many levels that goes. Is it the very bottom? Like the new person? Is it just people that have been there for five years and are supervisors? I, I don't know. Yeah. But at least it makes me feel better knowing that these people will get a little bit from the deal, maybe even enough to um, move out on their own. Um, this uh, Bungie Studios is I believe in a very expensive part of Washington mm-hmm. and you know, in California or at least all on the West coast, you hear of developers having to share a home with like five other employees. Cause it's so expensive yeah. to live there. God. And it would just be nice to, to see the quality of life, you know, these, improve these workers. Change so that, that won me over, yeah. you know, Bungie's frequently asked questions. Um, the fact that they're doing this for the employees, um, obviously it's probably part of the stock deal, mm-hmm. right? If you own stock, you know, this is like part of your contract. And then um, also just maybe, maybe we might get some really cool, uh, like you're saying, TV shows or movies. I mean, Spider-Man 3 was um, by Sony and that has almost beat Avatar. So. It's about to. I hope it does. Yeah. Yeah, I have a bone to pick. <laughs> with avatar <laughs> and that's because it released like explicitly as a 3d movie and 3d movies are far more expensive than the regular um what's it called like showings which i think give it an un- an unfair advantage that's my that's that's the end of my rant <laughs> good point good point i didn't even know that yeah but um so james you mentioned how like yeah um we're kind of like pro xbox right and you mentioned earlier that you don't trust sony now would you be kind enough to tell us the reasons for that like what is it that sony has done in the past where you're just like you know what oh yeah yeah um, please let me tell you guys so (laughs) (laughs) fortnite was was uh probably one of the the first games to sort of put gamers first in the public's 
high, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, every company wants to put gamers first, but they really set out and said, we want everyone, no matter how you're playing, we want everyone to play together. Mobile, PC, console, like they really went out of their way and they went so far out of their way to, to, you know, obviously this was a greedy move too, but they did um, a lawsuit against Apple because they wanted um, people when they purchased V-Bucks to go right to the um, Fortnite store, the yeah. Epic store. Mm -hmm. But way Apple doesn't, so does Android. You have to pay uh, for mobile purchases. You have to pay them a little bit as well, which makes the price of V-Bucks go up makes it or or epic loses money which that's mm -hmm. not gonna happen they're gonna charge the customer um with that lawsuit that little thing that just happened or i guess big thing um a lot of information got released that playstation actually charges for crossplay um xbox i believe at the same time as, as fortnite trying to get crossplay xbox is also trying to do some crossplay and stuff probably with uh in collaboration with epic and and they were always saying yeah we could do it with steam we could do it with with pc but uh, PlayStation over here kind of has some hiccups. And PlayStation said it was for the um, protection of their players, but turns out they just charge companies for crossplay. Also, you know, with Call of Duty, with Activision, um, you always had exclusives. There's exclusives with Call of Duty for like early release or weapons, skins, whatever. So Sony just has a history of being anti let's play with other people. And to, yeah, you didn't know that they charged people. No, uh, charged I didn't. For crossplay. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, because I do remember um, when the in the earlier stages of crossplay, I do remember that um, somebody like it just kind of like spread like wildfire. Somebody was playing Fortnite, and they noticed that um, like the person's name next to their name was like the PlayStation controller icon or something like that. And they were like, what the heck is going on? And I guess people realized, holy crap, we're actually playing with like PlayStation players. And then mm -hmm. I, th um, I think like within a couple hours, something happened and then all of a sudden it ended. And people mm -hmm. were like, what the hell just happened? And it really turned out because I do remember that Sony was we kind of playing hard to get in regards yeah. to this. And then I also remember and I understand, you know, Microsoft um, from the get go has been at a disadvantage in regards to like the consoles that they the consoles that they sell, because, you know, Sony just has a way bigger market when it comes to PlayStation. However, though, I mean, this did push Microsoft to be more competitive, to do things, to try and, you know, um, for everybody to try and benefit. So it made sense that Microsoft was like, come on, come on, come on, crossplay, crossplay, crossplay. And I do remember that with um, Minecraft, that was a whole thing where um, Sony was very resistant about letting PlayStation crossplay with Xbox and you know, they gave the whole thing about, oh, it was because we have to protect our players. We don't know right. um, what kind of people are going to. But it's kind of like, dude, it's 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 the same in Microsoft, like in the Xbox ecosystem as it is in the PlayStation one, you know. And so that I do remember. But I did not know that they charged for crossplay. Huh. Well, yeah. today I learned. <laughs> yeah. And probably everybody else <laughs> listening to this.
Yeah, same so here. how do you guys feel about these acquisitions? Uh, I like to go back to the example of, say, like Disney. Disney has acquired Marvel Studios and Daredevil is a Marvel character. And on Netflix, he had a very gory and bloody uh, seasons, you know, episodes. They yeah. were awesome fight scenes, just brutal. And you, you felt it and it didn't feel CGI or anything. And now I can't see that on Disney Plus, And I can't see them saying to Netflix, well, go ahead and continue this series, even though we have our own streaming platform. So how is Daredevil going to retain that awesomeness but be on Disney Plus? And that's my concern with with any of these studios, you know? Yeah. I doubt that I'll ever go to Disney Plus. That's why it's on Netflix still. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, for example, like Nintendo, a lot of the gripes from non-hardcore Pokemon fans are this game looks empty, this game looks ugly. And, and so on and so forth. And it's like, well, you know, you're trying to play this massive open world game with a lot of characters in it um, on a system that's underpowered compared to the current, you know, uh, modern systems. Yeah. And could you imagine if Pokemon came to PC or came to Xbox uh, Series X and PS5, like how much more they can stuff into that game and just make it beautiful even more? So. That was my initial concern with these acquisitions, but they seem to be promising they don't want exclusivity for now. Um, I think that my concern overall is, you know, me being um, a history or, you know, social studies teacher. I mean, I talk about these things in regards to competition, competition and, you know, what that leads to and what it can promote and how it can lead to innovation. And for me, my concern, because you saw this with once Disney acquired like the Star Wars franchise and like Disney right out the bat, I believe, mentioned that um, Star Wars is a Star Wars Legends. If I'm not mistaken, Um, I might be wrong, but anyways, they said that that wasn't um, canon or something like that. And a lot of people were like, what do you mean? Like, there's so much material, you know, from that, that they can, you know, incorporate into these uh, shows that they're coming up with. And so right now, the guys that are directing um, The Mandalorian, they have been kind of grabbing pieces from uh, these stories and kind of incorporating it into... Uh, yeah the mandalorian which honestly i think that's awesome you know and i mean these guys are doing so well with it that i don't think um, disney has really gotten involved with it but what i'm concerned with is um yeah the competition you know if microsoft acquiring all of these studios a part of me is like you know what this is awesome because so far microsoft has shown to they've been doing really well so far phil spencer under uh xbox he's been doing really well but is that really gonna transfer is that success really gonna like you know translate into um activate these activision companies and blizzard doing just as well you know are they gonna have the incentive to try and compete because 
now you have Microsoft that has all these studios and then Sony has all of these, but there isn't that much to compete in the middle. You know, because we know that Nintendo at the end of the day, they're very, you know, their ecosystem is very different. They're in another solar system. Yeah, the, completely. And <laughs> that, I mean, that formula works for them, you know, oh, yeah. because, I mean, that's what works for them, uh, whether it's Pokemon, Mario, uh, Metro, you know, I mean, all of those things, um, Super Smash Brothers, like that works for them and it works within their ecosystem. And it's funny to me because whenever we talk about these things, we don't really include Nintendo, but that's because of how they operate. And whatever happens over here with Sony and Microsoft, I don't see it impacting um, Nintendo. Because if you want to talk about specs, about um, graphics, about this and about that, well, I think the Nintendo Switch, granted, I know it because it's affordable, but I think the Switch just recently is like uh, just broke the record for I think the most sold out of all the other consoles. But why is that? Yeah, I can. And that is because it's not just us adults that are playing it; kids are playing it too. Mm-hmm. So it's not always about the hardware, you know. It's about the games that you have, and so. Yeah, I think for me, I'm just, you know, my concern is just the competition. Is that what what is that going to lead to? And if it is it really going to create this whole toxic environment in regards to exclusives, you know, and timed exclusives? What do you think, Manny? Um, to kind of go off of what you were talking about with Nintendo and stuff and the Switch getting more sales than the other two consoles. Um, There was an article that was released about six days ago that Nintendo reported its sales for nine months ended December 31st. Their sales has dropped 6%. Um, So operating profit for the first nine months of 2021 was $4.13 billion, which is down by 9.2% from the 4.55 billion the year before. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> So even though their Switch um made more sales than PS5 and Xbox, their overall sales has dropped down. Now has cuz this actually ties into the other topic we were going to talk about and that is mm-hmm. um the supply uh chain shortage that is going uh that is going on right now now how much of that yeah. i wonder has the supply the current supply chain crisis have to do with the drop in nintendo switch sales because looking at that nintendo isn't the only one that is you know losing um or its sales are dropping um, Sony, because of its um, current situation with the chip shortage, um, they're losing. I think they have to change their projections as to how much they're going to produce. Um, the Playstations are going to produce. I think it was from 14.8 million to 11.5 million. And um, mm-hmm. on top of that, 
with Microsoft's acquisition of the other two studios. So Sony basically lost $25 billion within this year. And it's only, we're only in what, month two of 2022? Yeah. 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 So I'm really, I'm really curious to see how much of the Nintendo's drop in sales has to do um, or relates to the chip uh, shortage that is going on right now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Because I mean, to add to that, um, I believe, and I saw this article. It was yeah, it was actually yesterday. Um, so Congress just passed uh, this legislation called uh, the America Compete Act, and so I mean, I mentioned this earlier. Uh, Manny experienced this. You know, she had been trying to get an Xbox Series X <laughs> for I don't know how yeah. long. Um, <laughs> For a year. Yeah, for a year. In some way, James, I think you've been impacted by this because you've been wanting to upgrade your PC for some time now. And I have. Yeah. And so He's like... um, one of the reasons why, you know, Manny was, you know, it took so long for Manny was, you know, not just the scalpers, but just because there wasn't that many um, Xboxes. And the reason why James hasn't done his upgrades yet is because those freaking graphics cards and whatnot, they're stupid expensive very why well because there's limited supply high demand so therefore naturally prices go up and so to try and address this um, with this new legislation um, they are trying they're going to try and invest about and let me see what it says right here uh, this cl- includes about $52 billion in grants and subsidies to help the semiconductor industry and $45 billion to strengthen supply chains for high-tech products. And what falls under the high-tech products? Well, these chips that these consoles need. And one of the key components of this is that they are trying to produce these domestically now. Because I believe in the 90s, 30% of the chips were being produced here in the U.S., which on a side note for any history buffs out there, that is why uh, Clinton did so well under his presidency because of the technology boom. Anyways, this year <laughs> or within, you know, by, you know, the late 2000s or where we are right now, uh-huh. that production dropped down to 10% of chips being produced here in the U.S., why? Well, um, with it is because of free trade agreements, cheap labor, ah. right? Mm-hmm. And so the, the, I mean, this is one of the repercussions. Like, because us as consumers, we like cheap. We like cheap. We do. You know, um, personally, like sometimes I, I like to go to Walmart because they have things that are pretty affordable for me. You know, but we just like yeah. cheap, and with it. Um, in order for companies to maximize their profits where they're going to look for cheaper ways to make this and still charges ridiculous prices sometimes. And so that's why it happened. However, the, these are the repercussions of what happens when you put almost all of you rely almost completely on a foreign market to produce each, uh, these chips and look where we are now. So yeah, um, in fact, where I live at, they, I think two uh, chip uh, manufacturers are going to be here. We're going to—I think the main one is starting to break ground and build their facility, and I believe Intel has already added on 
to their facility. And I see if we can make chips faster than the competition, mm -hmm. I can see the U.S. kind of taking the lead on that. Because other than that, you know, we're going to fall behind due to our higher wages because we have unions, we have labor laws and, and other places are a little bit yeah. more lax on that. So if we can produce faster, higher quality, um, better yield, I think we can, we can, uh, take the lead on that, which I believe in, in our quality can, uh, control to, to make it better. Yeah. No, I maybe, I don't know. I maybe go making chips here in a little bit. I don't know. Hey, look <laughs> at that. I'll have mine with salsa. <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> Um, no, and I think to add to that, I believe here in Texas, um, we are now getting some of these companies set up, uh, setting up um, their production lines. I know that in Austin, I think um, one of the car companies, I can't remember if it's Toyota or Nissan. I don't remember. But anyways, they're setting up their production lines over here just because they're like, you know what? The way things are going right now, it's just a lot cheaper to actually produce them here domestically than to wait for the parts to come from outside. And like you said, quality control, I think is there. We have the infrastructure and because of the higher wages and then when the, um, labor unions and this and that, how do you make up for that? Well, this is where this money comes in, the grants and the subsidies kind of fill in that extra expense in regards to the wages. So we'll see what happens within, I mean, this really could shift by the end of the year. We'll yeah. See. So having said that, because, you know, we're talking about productions and about consoles. And so, I mean, a lot of these companies are still announcing a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but Sony announced the new PlayStation VR 2. Did you guys see anything about this? No. No. So when the first... I've heard a little bit about so it. So when the first PlayStation VR came <laughs> out um, at that time... It was uh, very popular simply because it was like basically worth half of what the other competitor was at that time, which was the Oculus Rift. And I think mm. the PlayStation VR was selling for 400. The Oculus Rift was for selling for 800. Well, Damn. now there's a couple of other uh, VR headsets out there. And so, you know, you have competition. So we, it's kind of, we don't know exactly if the price is going to be about the same or if it's going to be less. But anyways, um, this obviously shows Sony's um, commitment. And obviously they're kind of going, I mean, not kind of, it looks like they really are going all in on uh, VR. And I wonder if at any moment... Microsoft is ever going to change its mind? Because I know that Xbox or Phil Spencer has said we really don't have any interest in VR. But do you guys think that they would ever actually go into this market? I don't I, think so. Yeah. Um, he did say something about uh, the metaverse and that the acquisition um, that Microsoft just made would help with that. So if the, micro, if the metaverse means VR... I could see them somehow um, uh, making an adapter for a, a you know pro, you know Oculus or or 
whatever. I can see them maybe making an adapter if the uh, Xbox can, can run it. Yeah. But as far as making their own, no. I mean, I just saw kind of a little headline saying that Halo 3, which is or it's HoloLens 3, just proves that Microsoft doesn't understand the customer base for that peripheral. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even sound like they're they're what they're going for, what they're trying to make as far as AR is is even gonna be a consumer friendly product. Yeah. But um some interesting interesting facts. This was posted um eight days ago by Tech Radar. Um they're saying that uh spec wise uh let's see here. Spec wise Sony has confirmed that the PSVR two does indeed offer four K HDR, which is four times two forty pixels per eye, um, a hundred and ten degree field of view, mm-hmm. and then foveate rendering and frames of ninety slash one hundred and twenty hertz. Uh, so they kind of compared it in this thing in this article to the Oculus Quest two. Which was released in September or October, I'm sorry, of uh, 2020. Yeah. And I believe, uh, let's see here, price was the 64 gigabyte release model was priced at $300 after tax. Mm-hmm. So I could see the VR, PSVR going for that price, price point. They're on 300. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you guys ever tried VR? Kind of at six flags it was for one of their vr roller coasters i don't think that really counts as vr but i mean you had the headset on and you had to wear it keep it on throughout the remainder of the roller coaster um just so you can see like different things attacking you like dinosaurs yeah but um (laughs) but uh yeah i mean i haven't try to VR but from what I've seen from gameplay it looks kind of interesting but personally I don't see Microsoft getting into that because okay. um, remember the whole connect thing that they had not yeah. gonna lie I, I low-key miss it just because it was so cool <laughs> it a great walking into great. my room and be like hey Cortana and Xbox <laughs> on you know and <laughs> the way they implemented it with alien isolation where they had it to where the game would use your connect to pick up any any noise within your room to alert the alien i i thought that was super cool (laughs) cool. you know but i think that's one of the only things that i remember seeing were like oh dang like this really could have a lot of potential and I remember there had been a rumor, I mean, this was God knows how long ago, um, about the possibility of using the v, the the HoloLens with the Kinect because there was this whole thing about um, Microsoft and Nintendo kind of being buddy buddies. And somebody was saying like, dude, imagine, you know, using the HoloLens and the Kinect to play Pokemon. And I remember thinking, like, holy shit, that would be freaking awesome. But then again, I mean, that was, I don't know how long ago now. And yeah. <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> yeah, the Connect is pretty much an antique. Mm-hmm. Now. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> I played um, I, I, I played a little bit on the Sony VR, on, on the current one. Yeah. And um, 
it's pretty it's pretty awesome i don't know about how long you know long game sessions or maybe even playing something like destiny but like vr games it's pretty immersive and it's really fun i remember at the time i played it was mostly just demos so i did like a batman demo or something like that and you are using his tools like a detective and stuff and i was like this is it this is awesome and it was only a demo <laughs> yeah you know um so there's like skyrim which was super cool super awesome so i i like the idea of vr uh i don't know if it's gonna be my main platform ever mm -hmm. just because it, it takes something out of you you know you're, yeah you're either moving or your eyes are like strained <laughs> yeah um yeah but yeah, on the specs wise, it was um, twenty uh, two thousand by twenty forty per eye. I said four thousand. My bad. Ah. On the new specs, that is a crazy oh. amount of resolution per eye. Right. Yeah. Damn. My poor freaking stigmatist, like stigmatism loaded right eye and blind left <laughs> eye and whatnot. And it's like, here, have a couple more pixels on it. Yeah, I've got stigmatism. <laughs> like, holy crap. Yep. I can see the colors. I can smell the colors. I can see everything in between. Yeah, small colors <laughs> too. So I wonder if Sony is um, hoping that they kind of make up for their loss in sales with this new VR since they, they're not going to be making that many PS5s and they're going to still be making PS4s to kind of outweigh that well i'm not sure because i mean you gotta assume that these things also have high-tech chips correct mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i believe that same article mm -hmm. also talks about that they're gonna go up against the the chip shortage mm -hmm. um hurdles as well uh so i think you know because they've already had great success with the, the first VR, one yeah uh, when there's a dry spell, PSVR sort of kind of shoots up in in uh, demand. Like yeah. When there's nothing else out there, it sort of shoots up in, in demand, kind of keeps things going for PlayStation. Keep them in that ecosystem. As well as, yeah, as well as um, they just released PC games on PC, like they did uh, God of War recently. Mm -hmm. So I think if they are able to get some PC VR games into their store, um they might be able to sort of edge out uh, what uh, Xbox can do. Yeah. Because obviously they don't have their own. Hmm. Well, we will see what happens. Yeah. All right. So we are about to go into our last uh, topic, and that is top stream games for each platform. And James, I believe this is something you wanted to uh, go into. So go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to how, you know, this should have been something in January um, and I didn't even really think about it. But going forward, you as a streamer, as a content creator, you kind of want to strategize uh, your content per the platform. You know, um, you don't want to just take a YouTube video and post it on Instagram. If one, it probably won't fit. And two, it just won't flow right. Mm -hmm. So with the top streaming platforms, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, uh, maybe you just started, maybe you're restreaming and you want to, you know, 
uh, put your uh, efforts and, you know, a hundred percent on a platform. So these are some of the games that you, you know, should be playing on these platforms, or maybe, um, you should switch and play on a different platform. So for example, we Twitch is pretty basic. You know, you have your League of Legends, Fortnite, Valorant, Minecraft, uh, Warzone, and uh, CSGO, Apex. That's pretty basic. That's, yeah. you know, their console PC games. By the way, all this has been updated um, December of two, uh, 2021. So right before going into 2022. Okay. Um, then it starts okay. getting a little bit interesting. We have on YouTube, Minecraft, Fortnite, Grand Theft Auto, uh, Garena Fire, uh, Gar Garena Free Fire, which I believe is a mobile game, Roadblocks, PUBG Mobile, League of Legends, and then, um, PUBG, regular PUBG. Interesting. So this sort of kind of gets in the mix of it. Yeah. And you can kind of see that the demographic gets a little younger. Yeah. Uh, of a focus. But then, bam, you have Facebook. Now, Facebook, mind you, till 2023, Say you get a sub on Facebook or a subscription, whatever you want to call it, where someone supports your channel through a membership. Um, 100% of that revenue is going to go towards the streamer. So this might be, this This is interesting, right? This is like, hey, I'm going to get 100% of that revenue rather than 50%. Yeah. Well, it is it is a little bit hard if you sort of play console, PC, mainstream games because you can go anywhere else games for that. over here. Yeah, top games on Facebook is PUBG Mobile, Mobile Legends, Grand Theft Auto, Among Us, Valorant, and Fortnite. So the top two are 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 mobile games. Um, so that's what Facebook is kind of leaning towards. Mm. So if, if you're trying to focus on a platform, maybe you know take your demographics, age, maybe take what game you like playing. You know, maybe if you're playing a mobile game. Maybe try Facebook. Interesting. If you're doing Minecraft stuff, maybe YouTube. Yeah. So just thought I'd, I'd get a little information mm -hmm. out there and help people out on their focus. Yeah. Um. I think what's interesting is just the fact that you see Minecraft as the recurring one, especially. I mean, it's it's a considering it's a pretty old game, mm -hmm. but the fact that Minecraft is still it's still up there in regards to being streamed and content creation. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it was the OG huge. Battle Royale, just saying. <laughs> I think it's pretty huge on YouTube as mm -hmm. far as vlog, um, vlog content or, or what do they call it? Yeah. Video on demand, VOD content. I, th I remember like, a couple of months you ago. watch people's builds and stuff. Didn't, it, didn't Google like have it as its thing because it reached um, – no, I think it was on YouTube – yeah, it reached like a trillion hours worth or a billion hours oh worth gosh. of um, like hours that people have been watching Minecraft related content. That sounds about wow. right. Yeah, <laughs> that is crazy. I am. Mm -hmm. Well, sounds kind of boring. Oh, you, you, <laughs> you take that back. That is blasphemy. Never. I said no. what I said. <laughs> No, you take that back. Speaking of uh, milestones, uh, last week <laughs> didn't uh, didn't Bungie say Destiny reached one million pre-orders? Oh yeah, one million pre-orders in the year twenty twenty two. One mm -hmm. million pre-orders for the Witch Queen expansion. Damn. That is crazy! Mm -hmm. So much money, especially when like 
like what in the last three years people have been like don't pre-order this game don't pre-order don't pre-order blah 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 mm-hmm. don't pre-order one million pre-orders yeah and then they're wow. like but with your wallet ready. and then it's like hey guys mm-hmm. we just reached a million pre-orders you're like god damn it <laughs> go to the wallet mm-hmm. all right so we're about to reach the end and I kind of want to start doing this thing where I ask a question and see where you guys, you know, kind of lean towards. Are you guys team Android or team iPhone? iPhone. Android. Okay. And Manny, why are you team iPhone? Uh, ever since I got the, um, what was it? The iPod touch. I've been a Apple Ooh. fan. Um, my, <laughs> yeah, that was way, way back. Um, I used to pretend that it was an iPhone <laughs> for the longest time until finally uh, my parents got me an iPhone. I think the first one that I had was, uh, God, it was an uh, iPhone S something. I forgot mm-hmm. what it was called, but this was back in 2011, 2013, something, somewhere on there. But, um, yeah, uh, ever since then, I've been a fan. And then I got the iPad, and then finally I got the MacBook Pro. But, yeah, I just I love the simplicity of iPhone. So you're in the Apple ecosystem, Yeah, you can have. Basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. I tried, it, I tried Android. My first Android was the um, Galaxy Note, the first Note ever. Oh, my ever gosh. Built. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that I liked about that phone was the pen, and I rarely used it. <laughs> that is a darn shame. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I hated texting on there because I would have so many typos. So many typos. <laughs> and I <laughs> just, nah. I was like, yeah, nah. This is not for me. This is not the phone for me. Um, right after that, that's when I got into iPhone and never looked back. Mm. Haven't tried to go into Samsung. Haven't tried to go for an Android ever since. And I don't think I ever will. Okay. I know you can have so many cool programming things that you can do with Androids, but nah, I'm, I'm good with okay. iPhone. I'm good. All right. And James? I like Android for the competition. You, uh, for example, <laughs> like a couple of generations ago, uh, I I had always had a Note 8 for a while. When I went to go get a new phone, the LG V60 5G. I don't even think that's the <laughs> full name of it. It's longer than that. Anyways, this dual screen phone <laughs> had oh. just the same power as the flagships at that time. It had you know same chipset. Um, they just kind of didn't give you other features. Where and then they also gave you headphone jack and stuff like that. So it was a very, very good budget phone, and I'm still using it today. It's still powerful. I edit videos on it. Um, it is amazing. But because of competition, they were uh, they wanted to undercut Samsung, which ultimately they lost because they don't make phones anymore. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> um, I, I also like um, the variety of choices you have from from phones as as far as even though i don't choose a lot of phones uh, i'm i'm usually just a samsung note guy yeah. now but um i did like um also the customization of the os and stuff yeah um the simplicity of of iphone and everything and just the streamline of their product line 
it's a beautiful thing. Um, it's, it's super premium. <laughs> so before I was buying premium phones, I would go to Android and, and enjoyed my customization and stuff yeah. like that. But um, it took a long time for Android to be a, um, I don't know, to be able to compare itself to, to iPhone. It took a long time, but it finally can kind of do that now. Yeah, I think for a while um, there, because there was a ton of different um, Android uh, phones, because you had the Motorola and then LG and then Samsung and then eventually Google ended up joining. And I remember I the first smartphone I ever had was the Google Nexus. <clears throat> and I love that phone because it had no bloatware, you know, and I mean, it was exactly it was everything you needed. And then eventually I ended up going to Samsung. And I think with time, you've kind of had this like um, reduction of different types of phones. And now, um, you know, like Google has its own flagship phones. But when you compare the specs to that of the Samsung phones, like right now, I think Samsung has really been able to kind of seize the stage in regards to Android, you know, and kind of being making it like, samsung versus um apple when it comes to phones Mm -hmm. yeah but before we get to the end of this manny i believe there's something you wanted to talk about yeah um so i wanted to bring up the um discussion of the next gta game oh so um on february 4th Rockstar announced that they are in active development of GTA 6. Oh my god. Um, no, this game is not going to be named GTA 6. It hasn't been confirmed as of right now. But so far, the reports are saying that it'll be released in 2024 or 2025. Um, there was a cool article that I saw from comicbook.com that was posted yesterday that GTA 5 the game passes 160 million units sold and oh my counted. God. And it's still so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so far it has hit the $1 billion mark in retail sales. Um, it also stated that next month, the PS5 and Xbox Series S and X version of the GTA 5 game will be released. Gamers will also be seeing a standalone version of GTA Online. So that's going to be kind of interesting. With all those billions that they make, on top of the (laughs) billions that they make of the shark cards, you'd think, and Rockstar, if you ever hear this, why don't you use that money and upgrade your goddamn online servers? Oh my god, yes, yes. It's like loading, 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 loading. And We're then you're in the cloud, it's like boom, boom, boom. it comes up to you, and then you're you start walking and then all of a sudden doo, 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 you're back up in the clouds. Like what? It you back and up. what does it do? It sends you back to the campaign. It's like, are you kidding me? <sighs> I'm so glad you Seriously. That I remember the last time that we played you and I. Oh my I was, god! 
<laughs> trying so damn hard to get in your server. That was. <laughs> I was in the fucking clouds for probably close yeah. to an hour, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> Why don't we yeah. just play something? No, I remember else? that. And I think you bringing that up because I I did see that they announced oh GTA six and this and that and you know GTA five. Yeah. And I remember some people commenting mm-hmm. that are like. Like Rockstar, for the love of God, you know, like there's Red Dead Redemption 2, you know, like there's Red Dead Online as well. Like apparently it's been yes. kind of left to the side. <laughs> yeah, basically. You know? And so <laughs> I'm curious to see what happens in the future as um, GTA 6, even though they're it's saying, right. oh, it's not confirmed, but it's probably is going to be GTA 6. Um, yeah, yeah. Where it's well, where it's going to take place, but where that's going to leave Red Dead Redemption, because people, I mean, they spent money on this, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, I'm not really going to go out and fight for you know these people that bought the game because I bought the game, and I got to tell you guys, I downloaded it and I never once freaking opened the game. You bought Red Dead yeah. Redemption too? I have it, and I wait, no, no, no. The like disc? the digital. Like I had it digitally oh. when it came out and everything. I was gonna tell you, like, damn, you got the disc. No. Sell it to me. <laughs> no, I mean I've gone digital. I think I went digital ever like halfway through when the Xbox series, uh, Xbox One uh, S came out. I just started going all digital. Oh. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, GTA Six. I think. Go ahead. I think. Very likely going to have a very small campaign if it has a campaign. Very likely it won't. Um, I think it's going to have basically in um, like online mode, in in that mode, stories of, of kind of like what they have now, like heists and different things like that. Yeah. To sort of feel like a campaign, but it's all mm. online, all in that same world. Probably have a VR component. Um. It's gonna feel more like uh, what's that game? Second Life. I think it's gonna try to kind of take that vibe because, or at least have a component of that. That will be a big component because people do um, role playing in that game all the time. It's huge. It's what keeps it at the top of Twitch, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in the top um, tier games. And I think that that that's gonna be a huge driving force because. Everyone's going to want to, you know, role play in the new game, wherever it's going to be. And it'll probably be maybe more than one location. Maybe you'll have to have a whole world there. Yeah. You know, that you can travel around. Yeah. Depending on how good their servers are. <laughs> servers. <laughs> Goddamn servers. I'm still pissed that um, that, that Red Dead Redemption 2 was taken off of Game Pass. I was Me just too. barely getting into the game. I was enjoying it, and then oh, guess what? It's taken off. Like, Pretty sure Rockstar was like, "Oh no, we're we're not making money off of this." On top of whatever Microsoft paid to have the game and Game Pass, <laughs> bastards. I know. <sighs> okay. Uh, what if? What? Well, I kinda, yeah, go ahead. Sorry to keep on prolonging episode, but I kind of wonder what what do you guys think? Do you think at some point? Either Sony or Microsoft might acquire Rockstar. I don't think so. 
It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of money. I, I would say no and put my money on EA because EA keeps killing their games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I just is- don't see Rockstar being bought out. Like, they, if they ever did, they, like, I think the contract agreement that they would come up with, like, all the little clauses, I'm pretty sure, you, you, like, even Sony or Microsoft, they would just be like, you know what? Just, yeah, never mind. There was a um, an article that, that got posted, published last month, that actually the CEO of Activision had said that a merger with EA was almost considered before the acquisition oh, by Microsoft. Oh, God, that would have been... Toxic City two point four five something something. That is just uh-huh. oh my lord! I can't even fathom something like that. Like EA and Activision <laughs> in one. Ugh. Uh, would have been a bundle <laughs> deal though. <laughs> True. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, Alrighty. Well, um, I think we have reached the end of our uh, podcast episode. So, having said that, uh, thank you everybody for, um, well, first of all, to my other two hosts for being here with me, and to everybody else, thank, thank you, you guys for listening to us. Yeah. If you're on Spotify, make sure you follow us. If you're on uh, Google Podcasts, make sure you. Um, you subscribe to our podcast if you're on um what's it called apple music if i'm not mistaken apple podcast or uh, apple podcast okay um look for us on the top right corner there is a button there where you can um actually follow us as well okay and we thank you guys for letting us be a, a part of your day and for spending your time with us so having said that we wish you all a good night Have a good night. Good night. Oh, y'all have a good night.